John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the You Up podcast. It's Nikki Glazer, your host, coming at you from, uh, you know, my bunker in a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. That's where I'm doing the podcast from. From now on, we got podcast to you yesterday. There's another one today, obviously, because this is what you're listening to. I'm going to try to get one up uh, as often as possible daily. I don't know what even daily means at this point. Monday through Friday, work week doesn't really exist anymore. You know, nothing makes sense. So as much as I want to do it, I'm going to try to get it to you. I do know that um, I am doing my serious radio show every day. Uh, from my dad's office, which is where I am now in my childhood home, where I lived from sixth grade until I graduated um, high school and then went back for every summer until graduating college and then went to L.A. and then moved back here for a year and a half um, after I was in L.A. for the first time. And that was the last time I lived here. And now I'm living here again. It feels great. We'll get into that a lot today on the podcast, um, but I want to tell you that I am doing my serious show, so now is a good time to get serious about getting serious. Uh, they don't even need me to say this for them. No one's asking me to promote the show. I'm just telling you that this is one podcast that you're going to get daily that might have clips from the, the show that I do, but I'm doing a show every morning, and it's really fun, and today's episode was fantastic. Yesterday's episode had my parents on it. You're going to hear a clip from each of those episodes but um, truly has been a joy during this really weird time. And I hope you join me over there because there's a lot more content to be had two hours every morning. That being said, this podcast uh, is going to be very fulfilling as well to keep in touch with all of you. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone is just, I mean, guys, this is so weird, right? It's so weird. Can we just like talk one-to-one here? Like, if you listen to the show, we're, like, legit friends, I guess. I mean, like, don't, literally don't come try to, like, find me and be friends with me. Like, I don't want that. I want good boundaries between me and you. But, listen, host to audience, this is fucking weird. It's terrifying. It's weird. And anyone who's not terrified is stupid. I don't want to say, I don't know. I just think that, I don't want to say stupid, but you're not right Uh, I don't know it's just I feel like everyone just goes no it can't be that bad it's like but could it be what if it is that's the scary part but you know what regardless of it we have to go through it we don't really have a choice that's what's so fucked up about about all this is like choices are being taken from us in a way that's like we're all becoming prisoners a little bit and when you're a prisoner you don't really have a say in your rights so you just have to like do I said to Anya in the show today earlier, like, I just feel like I'm being grounded. Like, I feel like the same sense of the lack of control when your parents would ground you, at least for me, it would feel like I, it's law or something. It was like the closest I had to feeling like I was in jail, where it was like, I've done something wrong and there's nothing I can do. And then my parents would send me to my room and then, you know, 15 minutes later, I'd go out and watch 60 minutes with them or whatever the hell they were doing. But, uh... No, it's just like, it just feels that way. It feels like we're all grounded and we're all being like, no, we're all being a little bit petulant 
and screaming and crying and some of us are having struggling with it a little bit more but it's just I just want to say collectively I know all of us are feeling it whether you're in denial or not you're it's a weird time we're all snapping at each other about stuff I mean watch yourselves around this time because you're going to get be getting into fights and you're going to be focusing on things that seem so just upsetting and anxiety inducing and overwhelming and you're going to want to put all your energy into it and it's a symptom of of being so stressed out right now like whether you're acting stressed out or not you're stressed things are it's not this is a really weird time so that stress has to go somewhere and it's going to find the weakest place to let it out whether it's on your spinal cord like it could find your back might start hurting because you're stressed out but also I just feel like the things I'm getting upset about with my parents, like the little things, they're just little things, but they're, I can, I feel comfortable injecting so much energy and anger into them. Cause I've, we're all feeling immense anger amidst the fear and the, the anxiety. It's anger. There's a lot of it. And so we just want to scream at God, like what is happening um, which is actually a common feeling for a lot of people that have been through war. And I mean, we're getting a taste of like what it's like to be really, really scared in a way that other people in the world and in history have mostly felt. <laughs> so this might just be the human experience. It's We've had it pretty fucking good. I was on the phone with my friend last night. And we were joking like, Dude, we've had it real good. That's what I felt when I quit drinking. I was like, you know, you had your fun. I want to keep doing it. Everything in me is like, God, I want to drink again. It's so fun, especially now. Jesus Christ. It's a shout out to any addicts out there. Stay strong. Being fucked up for this is not going to make it any better. And you know that. But, you know, go to a meeting. Anyway, uh, no, I used to think that for quitting drinking because I was like, Oh, it's so hard to quit because there's so many fun times that could be had. And it's like, you know what? No, there's comes a point where the fun is over. You had it. And that's why you had it because it's, it was had doesn't need to be had anymore. And I feel that way with a lot of what's happening right now. It's like, there's going to be a before coronavirus and after coronavirus, but the world will not be the same. It's very monumental what's happening right now, and there's just no way it won't be. Even if it stopped tonight, still we're all going to suffer a lot of PTSD from this. Hopefully we all come out better people. Wouldn't that be wild if everything is good? This actually turns into a good thing in some ways. I mean, definitely will. There's already good news that's coming out of it. My mom cried last night. We were watching CBS News. And there was some guy that was just giving away all his food at his restaurant to feed people that didn't have food. And she got misty eyed and it was really like beautiful. Um, yeah. So I just, I don't know. I'm just talking through my feelings with you guys on the show today. Um, I'm going to have a clip from yesterday's show. I sat down with my mom and we talked about the show. Love is blind. If you're not watching love is blind, I just recommend you get on board with me and I'm not kidding you. It's like, you, it's worth it. It really gets you out of your own head. It's stupid, but it is interesting and it ties into a lot of things that I've felt about relationships and dating and it kind of answers a lot of questions, but it's also super entertaining. My parents got through it in two nights. They're caught up to the seventh episode, which is where I binged through in two nights myself. So we're all caught up. We're going to move along to like the eighth and ninth episode. So if you want to watch with us, I would pause this and then go watch Love is Blind 
and then you'll really enjoy the two conversations that um, I'm going to share with you. One is with my mom. Um, yeah, so my mom and I sat down. It was really fun to have her on the show yesterday. You can listen to full shows of our the Sirius show on demand if you have the SiriusXM app. And uh, it was just a blast. Like, she's just a cool lady, and I feel like I'm getting closer to her through this, so that feels really nice. And my dad, too. Like, I'm definitely having to work through some... I lash out at my dad a lot because I'm comfortable doing it because I know he'll always love me. And same with my mom, but I'm really having to like stop myself. Stop, look, and listen. Think about what's going on. Count to 10, walk away, release the peace, and be strong. Do you guys have that? Where you come from? Stop, look, and listen. Think about what's going on. Count to 10, walk away, release the peace, and be strong. I added a little flourish at the end. I got to be honest. That's just what it's become in my mind over the years singing it with my sister. But that's where it originally came from. This brings up, oh my God, you guys have to listen. Cross promo for other podcasts. I'm going to give you stuff to like listen and watch because we've got a lot of time on our hands, right? Okay, so you got to check out Love is Blind. Covered that. Get up to date with us. Come back to this episode and listen to what my mom and Anya both have to say about it. But also, even if you haven't seen Love is Blind, by the way, th this episode is worth listening to. So just hang in there. But um, it's more enjoyable if you know. But we, I, I don't worry. I don't leave you hanging, people who haven't seen it. I'm not a, a, that terrible of a broadcaster. I like everyone to be included. Um, but I am terrible in the sense that I just forgot what I was saying because I've been smoking too much pot since I've been home. I know exactly where I was saying. Okay, so... That song, me finding that song just now reminded me of this amazing, amazing episode of Reply All, which is my favorite podcast. It's like literally the only podcast I listen to. Sometimes I do Freakonomics. Um, Dying for Sex is a, a, a podcast that everyone is enraptured by. So if you want to check that out, Dying for Sex is about a girl who gets, she was on my show, I interviewed her friend. But her friend started this podcast about her friend who found out she was diagnosed to die of cancer, like terminal cancer, and she decided to turn into a huge slut. And apparently it's a really moving um, podcast. So Dying for Sex, I recommend that. But Reply All, you guys, this last episode was amazing. It is called – my fucking podcast app sucks. I use the Apple one, and by the way, it just sucks. To find the latest episode, you have to, okay, it's called, num it's number 158, Reply All. I'm not joking, you guys. This is an incredible episode. It's compelling. It's funny. I loved it so much. Number 158, The Case of the Missing Hit. It's about a guy who remembered a song from the 90s, and he's the only person that could remember the song, and he felt like it didn't, and he can't find it online. He can't find it anywhere. So he asks PJ Vote and Alex uh, Goldman who are the hosts of Reply It All, to find it. And it is, well, it's actually PJ Vote's story. So PJ goes on a mission to find it, and it's so interesting. Because you know you find these things, you have these things in your brain from your childhood or whatever, and you, you just know they existed, but there's just no way to prove it. Like there's a book that I will never remember any detail of to find it, but it meant so much to me as a kid, and I'll just never see it again. And I just have to make peace with that feel that way about certain clothing, too. I would like a podcast that finds hoodies that I miss, you know? Um, so enjoy that. Check out Reply All. This, uh, right now, you're going to listen to a conversation that I had yesterday with my mom from the quarantine in St. Louis in my dad's home office. 
And uh, we talked about Love is Blind. Uh, this is me and Julie Glazer. It's it's not a good look. It's like real world. That's what was always my biggest fear was like I wanted to go in real world, but I was scared that I would get drunk and they would film me saying oh my God, stupid that's shit. That's what they want. Yeah. You know that. So that's, I always think about that with the Real Housewives. I'm like, yeah, of the course they want them to get, get drunk. drunk. You say stupid stuff when you're drunk. They are. You get mean. They are apologizing the next day. You get belligerent. You just say the dumbest things. And it's not really them. It's, yes, it is. And I, I think, think so. I think there are sometimes when I was drunk that I would say things I didn't mean, but there are other times when I would say things I did mean. But you said things that you didn't mean. Yes, but I think it's both. And but you, I don't think. Listen, if you Jessica were, is into Barnett, and she let it well, she spill out. <laughs> Too, but it, their argument in bed was one of the most nauseating things to watch. She's so if you awful. don't remember people listening, so he was just trying to generate conversation about what they did earlier in the night. And he goes, they were talking about Gigi, one of the other girls that's one of the daters. And Jessica obviously is friends with Gigi, but so is Mark. They all She's met like on the a show. Sister She's to me. like a little sister. She's like me. a little sister to me. You don't even understand that girl is like five years older than you and like she just keeps making him feel bad about his age yeah which is stupid because yeah. she's older so that's how she wants to do is make him feel bad making excuses for him to but this is what happened you guys so this guy is just make trying herself. to make like trying to have a conversation with her and she's just obsessed with Gigi because she's probably a little bit gay for Gigi let's be honest she's very drunk mm-hmm. she's like I love Gigi and he goes she goes she's like the best person I've ever met and he goes um, she, she comes. In she's a close, a close second. second. Yeah, which was just a nice thing to be like. Yeah. you're but be- like I, I you're think better. you're the best. Yeah, and she goes, "What?" He's like, "You're a close. She's a close second to you." What the fuck? Like that's fucked up. You would say that about her. That's like my little sister. It oh was like God. the most annoying. She's pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, it was embarrassing. And you know what? I could see myself being like that. That's why I hated it so much. I was like, I know I've gotten drunk before and just wanted to punish a guy and just be like, you You know when you've like been drunk and you just like something more than you actually do and you're just fighting some battle that you're like, what is this even? It doesn't mean anything. It's not really makes sense. You're just going off about something that's like, no one cares. Shut up. So I, I related to her being that drunk, but I hope she saw that footage of herself and was like, realized she needs oh, to back off. Oh, just... Or I'm sure she was embarrassed. I mean, I would be humiliated, but why would you sign up for that show to be humiliated? Because she's so nervous she's drinking. That's what yeah, she's drinking like crazy. Well, look at We've found some empathy for dear yeah, Jessica. Look at us. Um, okay, so you think her and Mark are not going to make it to the aisle? No. Mm. She's going to have a good excuse before they get it. They're How much of a piece of shit was Carlton? Who's Carlton? The black guy. Oh, with God, diamond. that guy is the worst. He sucked. Oh, that poor diamond. Oh, my God. Uh, he's Liked a bisexual her. man who didn't tell this girl before they got engaged that he was bisexual. So he's a liar. He didn't come. He wasn't. And then he just him. he was looking for her to respond in a way that he could freak out on her. And she didn't. She wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you don't get it. There's every girl gets it. You're weird. And she's like, OK, then why didn't you tell me if every girl's cool with it? Like his logic didn't add up. He's a liar. Yeah. Um, not every girl's cool with it. No. I mean, would you ever date a bisexual man? Probably not. Yeah, I said I would. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest. It would make me think that he'd want to date a man if we were together. Yeah, you'd be I jealous. Mean, he'd, be, he'd be yearning for that. Right, right, right. No, I, I understand that. I would date a bisexual man because I just feel like they, 
you can't control them dating other women. Like, it's not like you're like, you know, like you're, it's just a risk that women will be. I know it's basically the same thing, but it really is, you know, but I, I, I get it. Some people aren't into it. I don't, I just don't mind. It's not like I'd prefer it, but I wouldn't mind it. But um, I, I would mind all, and I don't think Diamond would have minded it. Yes, yeah, she would have. She was really open minded. If you watched the conversation before that, she, I mean, she would. She, I think she wouldn't have. I, it would have taken her a while to to get it together. Yeah, but she was willing. She was like, yeah, I'm she here. Was I want to talk. talk about it. Yeah, she's like, I wanted to talk. I wanted to show up. She did not see it going he's, that way. He's not a. He's not a good guy. And then he. I hate when guys do this when you break up with them and then they lash out at you about some physical characteristic. I mean, this goes right back to what I was saying before about me being scared men will call me ugly if I if I yell at them. What did he call her? He goes, your fucking wig is slipping. What it's been slipping a- all week. Now, where did that come? He's Because such a- he's a baby. Yeah. And had no other arsenal. Ew, and so he just grabbed I, something physical. I'm so glad he left when he did. Yeah, I am too. Um, she deserves much better than... And then the other couples are kind of boring to me. I mean, what we got, mm-hmm. it's like, are they even worth talking about? Yeah, Who cares? no, they're really not. I'm sorry. They're all going to be fine. They're all going to be fine. They're going to get, they'll get married. But I think Barnett is hot. I can't help it. Oh, I don't think he's hot. When I, You know what? When guy, you say guys, certain guys are hot, I'm like, I don't really. We have different tastes, I guess. We do definitely do. Welcome back to the show. That was me and my mom talking about love is blind. And um, then that took us into today's show, which was with Anya Marina. I was able to have a friend call in today, which I'm going to be having them call in all week. But um, yeah, it's been really nice to like hang out with my mom. We played Scrabble last night. I uh, got her into Taylor Swift more than she already was. I'm really turning my mom into a Swifty. My dad is almost convinced too. Dude, you guys, I came up with the idea. Like, sometimes, let me just say, sometimes old glazed dog gets a little excited about ideas and almost uh, gets creatively manic and just, like, wants to make something and is, like, so excited. And then, like, you know, two days later, I'm just like, do I have to do this thing? It actually pro- 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 propels me to create things because I get excited about things and I start the wheels in motion and then they're happening and I have to make them. But... It's a thing that I do, and sometimes I have to, like, check myself and be like, are you truly excited about this thing or not? But yesterday, I'm sorry, two days ago, I was I went on a run, and I came back, and I had smoked a little uh, pot before my... I mean, I'm smoking pot constantly. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Like, I'm working, so who cares? Um, and, and I'm weaning myself off Trentalex because I don't want to, like, be in the end times with uh, a dependency on a like a psychoactive drug. I don't even know if that's what it is. But anyway, so um, went on a run, smoked some pot. And then like when you want to run, you just like, you start, your mind starts wandering. I like, it gets meditative for me in the sense that I like start working things out and have a plan of action when I come back. It like lets me like sort through my thoughts. And I came back in and I had decided on my run that I, my dad has all this recording equipment because he's a musician and he's amazing at guitar and he's an amazing vocalist. And my mom is a really good singer too, I come to find out. And I was like, oh my God, maybe my project can be that I re-record Taylor Swift's Speak Now album. Because it's a new album of hers to me. It's one of her oldest albums. It's her second album. But it's the newest album to me because I started listening to her at her Red album. And I never got into the old stuff. But now I'm getting into her old stuff and it's so good. And it's like... 
I don't know. I got nothing to do. And I really want to learn how to sing better. So I was like, I ran in the other night and I was like, dad, I've got an idea. My dad always wants to collaborate on music as a family. He would love us to be like Swiss family Robinson. I don't think they played music. They just lived in a tree house. Okay. That was a bad example, but he would love us to be the fucking Partridge family. Right. Um, but we're not because his kids are not as talented musically as he is. I do have a good voice, good singing voice. I was just shamed about it at a young age, so I never developed it. But it's something that I can learn to do. So I'm going to work on that. But um, I want to record music with my dad because it's been his dream forever. The problem is my dad is like really not kind when he gets frustrated with my lack of music ability. And it's made me shy away from being musical at all in my life. It's not his fault. It's just the way he reacts is like... He's only ever built me up in every way. But like when he gets frustrated with me, when he's giving me a musical lesson, whether it be guitar or harmonizing, it's like his disappointment in me feels so terrible that I just have to quit and I run away from it. So I'm hoping that we can collaborate artistically and not butt heads, but that will shall be seen. I don't even know that I'll have time to record an album at this point, you guys, because I am doing two hours of a radio show every morning trying to do a podcast every day um and I'm also developing another uh thing that hopefully will be seen very soon but I'm really just like I as much as I can stress to you what is helping me during this time is creating a schedule and I know that people are posting about that even if your schedule is to fucking nap all day just have a plan so the next day and waking up and and getting dressed and putting on actual jeans that are uncomfortable for whatever reason I now see the power of being uncomfortable it makes you like not want to lay down. I don't know why it would be more comfortable to lay down, but um, even in these uncomfortable jeans, but it keeps you accountable for your body. I'll say that you're not going to let yourself be the reason I was like, I need to lose weight is because all my jeans were too tight and everyone was like, buy new jeans. And I'm like, no, I just bought these jeans and I like these jeans and I'm going to lose weight for the fucking jeans. So I can not because I want to look good. It's because I want to sit and not have my circulation be cutting off. So I got back into the jeans and I definitely have, you know, everyone's gaining weight right now. It's We're going to go all up and down and up and down. It's all struggle. Which brings me into my conversation with one of my best friends who is someone I talk to about all these things regularly. And she's just such a wonderful friend and force in my life. And I love her so much. Anya Marina. She's going to be doing a concert on Saturday night from her sanctuary or her quarantine isolation chamber, which is her boyfriend's house upstate in New York and um they're both such talented amazing musicians who happen to be my tour managers just because the music industry is garbage and these two insanely talented geniuses um have enough free time to pick up a gig tour managing which is like the best thing that ever happened to me because they also get to perform on my tour with me but they're seriously two of the best musicians I've ever come across I was a fan of Anya Marinas before we became friends huge fan um, I can't even believe she's my friend. And then Matt Pond is someone who I knew through Anya and didn't like through Anya because um, he used to be a guy that would like give her the runaround. At least I thought it, it turns out they were both, you know, running around each other. But, you know, as a loyal friend, I was like, I don't like him. But then one time, you guys, I was at a cafe. It really was like a cafe. I, it sounds snobby saying that, but it was. And the song came on and I was like, what the fuck is this song? And. I shazammed it because I was like, I instantly love this song. This is just an earworm to me in the best way. Like, I can't wait to just like get obsessed with this song. I knew it instantly. Love it first 
here, right? And it is the guy who my best friend cries over more than anyone in the world. And I'm like, oh, I fucking hate that. I love this song. Damn it. So I put it on the back burner. And then as soon as she um, started talking to this guy again, and he was just the most wonderful human being I've ever known. Truly, I mean that. He's one of my favorite people ever. So it makes me realize that, like, people can change. And, like, obviously I can change and, um, and not judge people before I know them. But he's amazing. He's he's and now I get to jam out on that song that I shazammed so long ago all the time. It's called Still Summer, Matt Pond. It's crazy how good it is. So anyway, they're doing a concert on Saturday that you should tune into. Follow Anya Marina on Instagram to get details about that. I think it's at 8 p.m. Eastern on uh, Instagram. So uh, this is my conversation with Anya this morning. We talk about um, a lot of stuff, relationships. Um, how we feel in the quarantine and our feelings and also maybe a little bit of love is blind. But I actually think we talked about that earlier on in the show. So this will take us out. Uh, I'll talk to you probably tomorrow, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and stay hygienic, stay antisocial and stay healthy. Squirt, squirt, uh, jackpot. She said, have you seen the pics of the fucking planet and how this is helping the environment? I love quarantine. It makes people creative and compassionate. Remind me that I said that at the end of August. <laughs> That's great. So it did It did remind me like, oh, yeah, there are we're going to see some good things come of this. And I know that's easier for me to say when I don't have kids and I'm not homeschooling and everything. But I, you got to find a silver lining. What's yours, Anya? I think that it is going to help the planet and it is making people more conscientious about how much we waste and how much we buy unnecessarily, just like junk. I think it's going to help people recycle more, reuse more, get more creative, get closer. Face their addictions. Like, I mean, we talked about this before, but like your addictions, you can't stockpile enough fucking computer duster that's going to last you for 10 years. You'll get through that if you're addicted to computer duster or if you're addicted to coffee. There's only so much coffee you can stockpile. You will run out and maybe stores will be like there might be a scenario in which you run out of the thing you're addicted to. And then what? I don't even want to talk about what mine is because I don't want people to buy them. I am not even joking you. I felt that way so much about so many of my addictions <laughs> that I don't want to, the, them to start price gouging because I don't want people to be on the same train. So it's, it is, I totally relate to that, but that's what we're going to have to face. Like Starbucks for me is a fucking addiction on you, Marina. Yeah. It is like, oh, I know. It's a no joke. Like I need to go every day multiple times a day doing dealing with it you know just not going just having to sit just drinking six to eight cups of coffee at my parents I mean house. I've I've had two and a half already but it's just something to imbibe because I, I think it's more about just I'm I am gonna probably beat this caffeine habit that I have here because what is there to like wake up for <laughs> you know like I don't know why we all need to be the caffeinated sun? right now it doesn't really make sense to me. But uh, I'm saying that as someone who doesn't have kids, again, I understand d different scenarios where you could honestly need caffeine. But this is the time for me to maybe beat that. I also am going to really crack down on my eating issues because that's also – there's only – so much of and my crack little down, she means just eating a lot of hard candy. Yeah, and cracking down uh, my <laughs> my teeth so that I will only be able to uh, <laughs> ingest soups and smoothies. Um, no, I and and uh, nut milks, thick nut milks. Um, this has been a Comedy Central podcast. 